Thank you for joining us here at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. Please take a moment to submit your story to info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc give to find the giving options that work best for you. We have an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. I want to speak to you for a few moments today about people of presence. People of presence. God begins to speak to Joshua, and Joshua begins to speak to the people of God. And in verse 1, this is what it says. Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord said. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates, and they worshipped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from that land beyond the Euphrates and led him to the land of Canaan. And I gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Zer. And while Jacob and his children went down to Egypt, then I sent Moses and Aaron and I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward I brought you out as a free people. But when your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased them with chariots and charioters. When your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them before your own eyes. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you into the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them, and you took possession of their land. Verse 15. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose you today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors, the ones they served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live? Here's what Joshua declared. But as for me and my house, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. We find that Joshua has this word in his heart and in his spirit. And he begins to summon the leaders and the people of God. Because they're getting ready to renew the covenant they had with God. Some of you on the very first day today need to renew your covenant. You need to come into covenant today and renew that covenant and that relationship. You've accepted Christ into your life, but you're not living in relationship. You're not living by covenant. And the Bible said he brought the leaders and the officers knowing that they would influence the people. And the Bible said he challenged them to renew their covenant. But here's what he began to do. Before he began to speak to future things, he begins to rehearse past things. You know, there's many times that God begins to move us forward, but before he moves us forward, he reminds us of where we've been. He reminds us of the good, the bad, and the ugly. All the stuff that has worked together to get us to where we are for our good. Anybody remember where God saved you and how he brought you out? Or maybe some things he's done in your life. Some of those marking places in the journey. Maybe how he interrupted life to speak. Or maybe had to flip the script because the enemy was chasing you down. But all of a sudden, God turned it around. And here's what he does. He begins to rehearse things. You know, the automobile industry has it all figured out. In your automobile, they put this huge front windshield. 
That's for you to drive to where you're going. But they also give you a small rearview mirror. But you know, many Christians, they like to try to live life and drive through the rearview mirror. They try to get to where they're going driving. I'm telling you, you can't drive your automobile very long, automobile very long by driving in the rearview mirror. Eventually, you'll crash. You'll hurt yourself, hurt somebody else, and wreck your vehicle. But they give you this rearview mirror so you can eventually just casually glance to where you've been. And what Joshua was doing, he's looking in the rearview mirror. He said, God did something for us supernaturally. He, he gave us Abraham, the father of faith, that he took from this place where they were serving idol gods and they moved him to Canaan. And then he gave him a son of promise in his old age named Isaac. And Isaac was given sons and his sons were given the 12 tribes of Israel. And today, Today now we stand on their shoulders. These people of faith, the man of faith, the father of faith, Abraham, who now has set a foundation of faith for us. And then he gave us Mo Aaron, uh, Moses and Aaron. I'm telling you, that's a story of grace right there, the story of Moses and Aaron. Moses, the great visionary leader, Aaron, the high priest. But here's really the backstory: When God was on the mountain giving a word for the people of God, Aaron is in the valley going crazy. He's melted down all the gold, built a golden calf, stripped off all his clothes. I'm not making this stuff up. It's in your Bible. And they're dancing around this golden cow. But here's the grace of God in action. Listen to this. While Aaron is in the valley falling and going crazy, on the mountain, God is speaking about Aaron's next season. I'm telling you, in your last season, you've been going crazy, but God, unbeknownst to you, was already declaring where you're going, who you are, and where you've been. God was saying things like this about Aaron. Aaron will be the next high priest. He will lead my people into the... Now, Aaron's going crazy in the valley. He's now stripped all his clothes off, dancing around this big golden cow. And in that season, God has said, oh, no, no, he's the high priest. I'm telling you, for some of you, in the foolishness, in the crazy things you've walked through, God is already declaring there is greater in your future in spite of where you've been, in spite of what you know. And this is what happens. He reminds, he said, we had Aaron, we had Moses, we had all these great leaders. God brought us through. He devoured the Egyptians. He led us through the wilderness, and now he's got us here. Now, they're not people that are getting ready to cross into the promise. They are people that are already in the promise. They've already crossed over. And the Bible said, after they've crossed over, Joshua said, remember Jordan? Remember Jericho? And now you've got to make up your mind. I'm telling you, sometimes it's not only in your wilderness seasons where you have broken focus. Sometimes if you don't watch, you can have broken focus in your season of promise. They're already in the season of promise. He says, you need to make up your mind. God has been good to us. He has got us through this, and he's got us through that. He gave us Abraham. He gave us Moses. He gave us Aaron. He got us through the wilderness. He devoured the Egyptians. That voice that even though we were out of 2022 was trying to follow us into 2023. That enemy of yesterday that was trying to follow us into our tomorrow, remember him? He devoured. Some of you, the enemy of your last season, if you don't watch, will follow you into your next season. And he said, in a moment, God silenced that. You remember that, God. You need to make up your mind. Do you want to serve the gods of the wilderness? Do you want to serve the God beyond the Euphrates? Do you want to serve these idol gods that, that our forefathers were? Or do you want to serve the true and the living 
God. We're getting ready to renew our covenant with God, and today you need to make a choice. And Joshua shifts it, and he makes it very personal. You know, as a believer, we also have responsibility. God is not looking for perfect people. We all make poor choices and mistakes, but what he is looking for is people that in their imperfections understand they have a perfect God they can call on. And this is what he says. He says, you need to make a choice today. You need to make up your mind. You need to draw a line in the sand. But for me and my I don't know what kind of choice you're going to make. I don't know what you're going to do. And out of this, God begins to develop something. And today, here's what you have to understand. Moses was in this season. And Joshua begins to testify about Moses. And Moses had this ability. The Bible tells us that Moses in Exodus chapter 33 begins to have this conversation with God. God tells Moses, I'm with you. He said, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. People of presence find rest. And then Moses says in verse 15, that he said, if your presence doesn't go with us, we're not going. Do not bring us out of here. But then later on, here's what Moses says. Please show me your glory. Now watch. He said, I'm already with you, but then Moses says, show me your glory. My presence is with you, but show me your glory. Moses, I want another level of your presence. He says, show me your glory. I'm telling you, God's presence got so heavy on Moses, people would follow him up the hill. People would follow him up to the mountain. They would stand outside the tent just to kind of get a glimpse and hear what Moses was conversing with God. They would get close enough to the tent. They wouldn't go in, but they would just want to be in the presence of God. Moses would say, show me your glory. And out of that, God began to develop some things. These people in this wilderness season, they, they, they had some things that came out of this moment of God's glory. First of all, they became presence people. They became people that dwelt in the presence of God. It's what kept them in a wilderness for 40 years. It's what preserved them. It's what led them. It's what separated them. They became presence people. It's what caused the, a couple of the spies to believe when others had disbelief in their heart. They were presence people. They were also principal people. Out of the presence of God, God began to establish principle. It was in God's presence we're going to talk about these over the next few weeks. We're going to break them down. Over in God's presence, it's where God gave Moses the top ten. How many know Moses had a top ten long before David Letterman ever did? <laughs> Called the Ten Commandments. And, and these Ten Commandments, some of them were just like, oh, I, I get that. Like, don't kill each other, <laughs> you know. That's kind of a given, you know. But there was some that really had, took us subduing our flesh, some connected us to God. But when God began to establish principles, I'm telling you, his presence in your life will help him establish principles so those principles begin to develop priorities. And all of a sudden, we find that out of his, out of his presence, I begin to glean his word. And his word through his presence begins to come alive because without his presence, this book can just be words. Without his presence, this book just be seem redundant. Without his presence, this book becomes foreign. But his presence brings revelation to this book. That's where it becomes a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. That's where I begin to hide it in my heart so I do not sin against God. Not that I do not sin, but when I sin, I ask forgiveness because there's revelation that says he's just to forgive. This grace that is sufficient is now working in my life. Now I have revelation, so I begin to live by the principles of God. They became principled people in a wilderness because of his presence. They became promised people because of his presence. There was something in them in this wilderness that just believed they came out of Egypt for a purpose. There was just something 
something that, that just rose up within them in spite of hot days and cold nights, in spite of having to fight off the things of the wilderness, seeing people that were succumb to the wilderness. All of a sudden, something would rise up in them over and over that would believe that they were people of promise. I'm praying that in this next season that the presence of God develops something in you and I that we believe that we are people of promise, that the yes of God, the amen of God, it is not only for you and me, but it's for us as the kingdom of God. They begin to develop a promise mentality. They begin to live by the promise, pursue the promise. Not only did they begin to find promise in the wilderness, but they understood purpose in the wilderness. The presence of God unlocked purpose. If you ever discover why you're on planet earth, if you ever discover why God has put you in Tampa, Florida, if you ever understand why you're here and what your calling is and why God has placed you where he's placed you and you find out that you're here on purpose, for purpose, it's a game changer. It changes everything. It changes the way you get up in the morning. It changes the way you see people. It changes the way you interact. It changes the way you worship. It changes the way you serve. It changes the way you give. They were people of purpose. They realized the promise had purpose to it. There was a reason God brought them out. There was a reason God was taking them. There was a reason God was at work. But then they discovered this. They would be people of perpetual promise. What that means is the promise of God was just not a one-time event. When they got across the Jordan and they conquered Jericho, something would rise in and say, where's the next city? And the next city? And the next city? Moses said, everywhere we put our foot down, it will be ours and I've got a word for somebody it may have been good a season ago or a decade ago but you are people of perpetual promise your best is yet to come your latter will be greater than your former that's the word of God God always saves the best for your next season come on give him praise if you believe that today but now they get to this moment and Joshua rehearses all the past blessing of God and then he says this you need to make up your mind who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we will. Somebody say, we will. Yeah. It's not a question. It's not a maybe. We're not waiting to see if everything works out. We will. We're not waiting to see if, you know, the finances are right or, or we feel blessed or, or, you know, we feel like we've got it all together. We will. We're not waiting for everything just to level out on our behalf. We're not waiting for, you know, everything just to be right. We will serve the Lord. You know, I can't preach you into God's purpose. I can encourage you to take steps of faith. You know, all these singers that are up here, as good as they are, and as amazingly talented as they sing, you get no credit for them. You get no credit for their worship. But the minute you open your mouth, you may not be on pitch. You may not sing on key. I'm not a great singer, but I love to worship. I may not hit all the... I've been told before, stick to preaching. But I love to worship. In this season, in this 21 days, as we crouch, show us your glory. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do what Christmas teaches us. All he needs is a place and a space. A place, Mary said, I'm giving you a place. Be it unto me according to your word. They get to Bethlehem, there was no room. All they found was a barn, but they said, you know what? If this is the space we've got, it may not look like much, but we'll build an altar and prepare for the kingdom. 
And I'm telling you, for some of you, you may look around today and it may not look like much. He said, all I need is a space and a place. All I need you to do is create some room. So in our fasting, we're going to create some room. Say, Pastor, what do I fast? I'm going to leave that between you and God. I'm not going to make it religious. Some of you will fast food. Some of you will do the Daniel fast. Some of you need to fast social media. Because you're addicted to what everybody else is thinking or what everybody else is doing. And that little separation right there will give God space. Some of you need to fast other things. Some of you may need to fast some relationships. Because there's some toxic people in your life. And it's not that they're bad people. They're just not good for you. And you're probably not good for them. So you may need to fast some relationship. I don't know what God is asking for you. But here's what fasting does. It creates space for God to move. We're going to create and declare show us your glory through our fasting we're going to create some space and declare show us your glory through our prayer time we're going to declare to the heavens that we desire God in our life we're going to cry out we're going to repent we're going to declare about the blessing of God and the goodness of God because it is our connection to the heavens we're going to connect to the heavens through our worship we're going to open our mouth and we're going to find a hallelujah and for some it's going to be right in the middle of the greatest battle you have ever walked through but I am telling you there is nothing that confuses the enemy like your worship and your praise and a declaration because he doesn't know what to do when all hell has come against you but all of a sudden you still stand up and declare his goodness in the land of the living we're going to make we're going to make some room with our service now listen to me maybe you've not been serving since covid maybe you put your gifts on the shelf and just never really got back in the routine i am telling you we're going to create space through our service it's not that this church will go under if you don't serve but i will tell you this you will not grow if you do not serve because god gave you those gifts for a purpose and what you do in your service you create space and we advance the kingdom together we're going to create space in our generosity here's what I would challenge you to do if you're not a giver and you're not a tither on the very first Sunday do what they did when they met there with the elders they reconfirmed their commitment of covenant I am telling you this you cannot pray God to bless your finances if you're not in covenant with your finances it's just words. It's hard to pray for God to work if you're not in covenant with him. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to rise up on this very first Sunday. Matter of fact, stand with me this morning. We're going to create some space. And we're going to begin to declare as Moses did. As we step into the next season, we're not going without your presence. So show us your glory. We're not taking steps of faith without the one that has the ability to open doors through our faith. Show us your glory. We're not going to push through and persevere without you going before us because you're the one that makes crooked places straight. You're the one that moves mountains. They melt like wax in your presence. So we're praying, show us your glory. We're not going to speak to the heavens without your presence resting upon our worship and on our praise. So show us your glory. And so Father, in this next season that we have set aside, Father, I pray you would visit City Life Church. But more than City Life Church, I pray you would visit every home 
home and every family. I pray, Father, that there would be an anointing that would rest generationally. Father, I'm praying that in this season, sons and daughters begin to elevate their worship. There's a prophetic release, Father, in our children and in our generation. Father, I pray, Father, from our elementary kids to our crave, to our young adult, to this room right here. Father, I pray there would be a fresh cry. Show us your glory. Father, I pray we would rise as an army and we would begin to advance declaring the word of the Lord to every dark place, every dark corner, every private place that has been hidden. And we will rise up as the body of Christ and declare, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Let us be people of your presence. Let us press into your presence. Let us walk and be led by your presence. Let us believe for the supernatural in this season. Thank you again for joining us for today's message. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and changed your life. If there is anything we can pray with you about, or if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We would love to invite you to be our guest at one of our campuses throughout Tampa for our Sunday service experience. You can find out our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our app on your smartphone and tablets for more online messages and to stay up to date with everything happening at City Life. It was great having you with us today and we will see you next time.